0: You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with J&J. Hello, everyone. It's that time where you turn on the Sewing and Growing podcast and you spend some time with J&J. Uh, I'm inviting you to this roundtable discussion, and I can say that because literally the discussion yeah. that we're having... Is that, round, that a round table? A round
1: table. table. Yeah, only two two physical guests, but
0: we have a chair with a third mic. Yeah, that's similar to what the uh, Jews do during yeah. Passover. They leave a chair out for Elijah, uh, which is pretty cool. And I think why actually, just Elijah? Because they believe Elijah will come back. So we know that like the spirit of Elijah came back with yeah. uh, John the Baptist, yeah. but that's part of it. So like they leave the chair out, like he can come, like he's available to come to our dinner. Yeah, and but I think was actually was Elijah in the was
1: Elijah the what one of the guys who dude, came. I'm trying to. Oh, sorry.
0: I'm trying to just communicate something here. You're asking questions. Sorry, but actually, in their synagogues, I think they have a lot of the synagogues have a chair like halfway up the wall where Elijah can come in and sit in at their synagogue. Wow, kind of wild. When, what was your question? Oh,
1: the like the two special guest appearances in the New Testament with Jesus was Moses and Elijah. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it showed that Jesus was prophet. And I forget what the priest? other one. Well,
1: who? Prophet, priest, and king.
0: But it, it showed that he was like with all of them. He could be in both of those arenas, mm. and they both left at the visitation, and he remained, which showed the three Peter, James, and John like he's greater than these three. Yeah. Wow. What are we talking he's about? Greater than these two. Well, I was just welcoming people to our roundtable discussion and then I saw the open chair. chair. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. So there you go. You learned a little bit of something about Passover feasts. That's not what we're talking about today. Uh, Often we like to have a little bit more (laughs) communication about random stuff before. I would love for somebody to come to me on a Sunday and say, hey, you know what? I really appreciate when you guys talk about Coke Zero. Haven't had that happen yet? Maybe we need to limit it a little bit.
1: Yeah. You know Maybe I was going to say something more random, but about <laughs> Passover. So, when they were to anoint their doorposts with blood, what they did the reason why it was a hyssop branch you know, what I, you know, where I'm Go going with this so the hyssop branch um, had a lot high water content in it, and so when they would dip it in the blood, actually, water and blood would be above the doorpost and run down. That was a type and shadow of Christ when he was on the cross. You know, when they stuck him in the side, it said
0: that water
1: and blood flowed. And so that whole act of Passover and applying the blood is a type and shadow of Christ.
0: I'll say something cool about Levites. Come on. Priests.
1: Priests.
0: Man, I didn't know we were going to say priests this many times this early in the podcast. Yeah. But I was reading through Leviticus... And there's moments, times in that book where it talks about the priest getting some blood and putting it on their right ear, their right thumb, and their right big toe. (laughs) (laughs) What in the world? But what that was about was for the priest who had to do specific functions in the service of God, that his ear hearing would be consecrated by the blood, that his hands, what he put his hands to would be consecrated by the blood, and where he walked would be consecrated by the blood. So here in the New Covenant, we can consecrate what we hear by the blood, what we put our hands to by the blood, and where we walk by the blood.
1: Wow. Maybe this whole podcast is just one more tidbit. I actually
0: want to do a podcast because I've been reading through the Bible. I want to do one called Lessons from Leviticus.
1: That would be a good one because when I read Leviticus, I get confused, a little angry.
0: Okay, we got enough Okay, information. Let's get in the subject. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, y'all. We're not talking about Leviticus today. We're not talking about priests today. We are going to be talking about one of the greatest things that will remain through all of eternity, which is faith, right? We know that faith, hope, and love will remain. Everything else will pass away. So it's important to get a good understanding of those three things. Um, and we've talked about love on this podcast, if you haven't, if you don't know, uh, uh, a whole lot about love. Maybe you can listen to the episode called Another Look at Love.
0: Or the song by Hadaway. What is yeah. <laughs> love? Baby, don't hurt I remember that me. being cranked
1: at the bowling alley in Newcastle during Cosmic Bowl.
0: Dude, what a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, quick story. When that place opened up, it was packed like every night. Like hundreds of people. And they would have Cosmic Bowl. But then they would do a raffle drawing. You'd go in the door and you'd get a ticket. And if your ticket was called, you had a chance to bowl a strike and you would win all the money in the pot that night. Oh! And so I was there with Pastor Mark, which he has a way of winning these types of things. The grace and favor of God is on his life. Um. So he pulls, they pull his number, they call his name. I'm not kidding you. I'm not exaggerating. It was Cosmic Bowl. So it's like dark, the black lights, the lasers. So it's very hard to like, Look Orientate at the arrows. Yourself. Yeah, because you got to like pick your spot, and and he throws the breaking ball and everything. So and there's hundreds of people. I'm not even kidding.
0: And I would imagine like all eyes go yes, to this one and it's person.
1: Completely quiet. It's like somebody doing the last putt at the Masters. It's like the tension is high. Okay, he bowls. He he throws the ball down the lane, and you can just is he a spinner? He's a spinner. Oh wow, and. Gets a strike, and the entire place explodes.
0: What a moment! Now there's moment. no more bowling.
1: Alley. No, they were just so excited. And I, I've been with him for certain times like that in my life where he's just like, it's so evident. Yeah, he
0: won a car. He won
1: a car hole in one. And before that, he said he prayed. He's like, God, it would be really cool if I got this car. And it was on a really hard hole, like way. It was like a 200 yard par three. So, anyways, uh, what is love by Hataway? Um, apparently sparks some deep seated memories for me <laughs> all right so faith hope and love remain we're going to learn about faith because um, faith is really the foundation on which we build our lives so something that is that important should be taught over and over and over and over and over again and you might have heard faith you might have you might be a lifetime christian right and you might be sick of hearing faith I'm telling you what don't grow familiar with the subject of faith we talked about that last episode one of the points is What was your point? I want to say familiarity breeds contempt, but that's not the point that you actually said.
0: Familiarity blinds you to the greatness around you. Yeah, It's really hard for me to say the word familiarity.
1: Yeah, familiarity. So you could become familiar with faith and not grow it and not see its results in your life. So don't think you know everything about it.
0: Let me just say this. God is so good. I'm thankful for this. In marriage, this is one of the challenges that I've experienced is so often I and my wife don't want to communicate what pleases us and then get frustrated when it's not actually fulfilled. God is so good. He tells us what pleases him and he tells us what's important to him. And then he describes what it is and how to do it. And two things that I recognize in the Bible, one has a whole chapter pretty much lined out. That's love. Yep. Defined, completely defined. What other characteristic or, you know, Something you can apply right. to your life is that well defined in the Bible. Yeah. I can't think of it. not one. the
1: otherness of God. I tell you what, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but faith also Hebrews eleven yeah. has a pretty full chapter, and in the beginning he defines it. So God says it's impossible to please me without faith, and I'm going to tell you what it is. That's awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: that's healthy relationship. It okay, is. keep going.
1: Amen. So um, the Greek word uh, for hearing, huh?
0: Oh, I said the Greek word for faith. Oh, pistis,
1: <laughs> pistis. Yeah, when I, when you say pistis, I think of Pistol Pete marriage I don't know why. Okay, well I do know why because it kind of sounds like it. Pistol Pete. The Greek word for understanding, or sorry, for hearing, is the word aku, which means to understand. So let's apply that to Romans ten seventeen. It says, "Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God." Really, we can translate that as faith comes by hearing mm. and understanding. So you got to hear it as many times as possible until it actually becomes. Uh, revelation knowledge to you, you understand it and you apply it, which we know that knowledge applied is what?
0: That is wisdom. That's
1: wisdom, right? So understanding, I'm not talking about mental ascent. So mental ascent is this, when you intellectually accept something as true. So I'm intellectually accepting accepting the word of God as true. I admire it. Um, I agree with it, but I don't allow it to have an impact in my life.
0: I see mental ascent like those wild blueberries that aren't actually blueberries and if you do eat them in the wild you'll need a hospital within three (laughs) hours that's what it is spiritually for you because it's so close to faith like oh yeah i believe it that's well this is cultural christianity i love the state but i'm gonna say it this is texas christianity where everyone's a christian yeah praise god there's the Bud light let's do a few you know all that that that's That's mental mental ascent And it's destroying you, and you're going to need a spiritual hospital.
1: Yeah. Or here's an indication, maybe we do a podcast on indicators that you've only mentally ascended. When I hear a good quote that can be applied to life, and my first thought is I should share that on Instagram. That's mental ascent, right? Um, But I won't go down that road. We're not going to cross too many lines here. Um, but we can't mentally assent to the idea of faith. We need to really understand it. So the greatest journey in your life isn't a journey of miles. It's really a journey of inches. Uh, it's the journey between your head and your heart. So getting something that you just understand mentally assent to and get it deeply rooted in your heart as revelation.
0: Let me say this: to know and to not to do is to not know at all.
1: Ooh, say that again.
0: To know and to not do is to not know at all.
1: See, my, my initial thought was great Instagram post. So I think I've only mentally ascended to that quote. Um, I,
0: I want to soften your statement just a bit. If that's as far as it goes, it's mental ascent. If right. after you put, share it to Instagram, you don't have an action plan to apply it to your life, it's <laughs> mental ascent. If you go, I'm going to share this to Instagram and then I'm going to apply this to my life and you do, right. I'm just softening it.
1: So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Tasted good. <laughs> really sweet. So it's not a journey of miles, it's a journey of inches. And that just reminded me I'm taking another rabbit trail here of a really good movie that I think everybody needs to see. There's a lot of trash movies, and there's a lot of, there's very few golden movies. And this movie is called The Hundred Foot Journey. What were you thinking I was going to say?
0: I did. I had no context, I okay. had no idea, but I've never heard of this movie.
1: So this will be worth the rabbit trail. You, if you are, are planning on watching a movie this weekend, look for it. I don't know where you get your movies from. It's probably not at the library. I don't know who goes to the library for movies anymore. Um, it, it's My probably not on Netflix. Teacher? If you got Apple TV, I'm sure you could buy it on Apple Movies. It's called The 100-Foot Journey, and it's about a family from India moving to France, and they open up a restaurant mm. that's right across the road, 100 feet away, from a Michelin-star French restaurant. And it's about a boy who grows up who is a really good chef, and he actually, in order to get the experience that is needed, he takes the 100-foot journey across the street and works for the other restaurant, causes some contention in his family, but I'm not going to say anything else. It's a phenomenal movie, and I recommend everybody watch it.
0: It's not in another language, is it? Am I? No, no, it's not. It's not. Okay, it's in English. 100-foot journey.
1: Okay, so that's the biggest journey you'll take in life. Not a journey of miles, not a journey of feet, a journey of inches. The distance between your head and your heart. Application of what you know, right? The biggest gap that we know is the gap between uh, knowledge and application. Did I say that right? Concept and, Concept application. and application. Same thing. Right? So we'll dive into the subject of faith, uh, but I'll, I want to ask you this. What's the big idea? And I've taught on this at church before. The title of this is called, What's the Big Idea, Purpose and Promise of Faith? So if you remember the Three Stooges in almost every single episode, they do something kind of funny, and then one of them would walk in and say, hey, what's the big idea? All right. I used to watch that Saturday morning along with some cartoons the Three Stooges would be on. so what's the big idea that's what i'm asking today if we cut through all of the kind of the minutiae and the fine points of 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 scripture um uh the the very core essence of christian life you know or in other words the big idea what would sum it up um some people might say well the big idea of christianity is to get to heaven or to not sin or to be blessed and i don't disagree with those things um and they are uh benefits of being a christian and we should live a life free from sin but that's still not the big idea so i think that the answer to this question comes from the pages of history and we'll go through a little history lesson here Um, so really in the in the 16th century during the protestant reformation uh during these times the Protestant reformers were trying to distinguish themselves from everybody else. Um, they were trying to really crystallize their movement and communicate what the big idea was. So, out of this process was birthed a Latin phrase, and it it was come up by it was introduced by Martin Luther, and he summarized the big idea of Christianity. The big idea of Christian life was to live corum Deo, and that's a Latin phrase. Corum Deo uh, means this. It means before the face of God. So what Martin Luther was trying to communicate was that the Christian life should be lived openly in the light, in the presence of God, under the authority of God and to the honor and glory of God before his faith, uh, before his face. That's the big idea. And Jesus actually summarized this big idea in John 14. He said this, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. So in other words, if you want to please me, then obey what I've asked you to do or do things my way. All right. All right. So the big idea of our life is not uh, what we can get from God, but what we can give Him. The big idea really is to be obedient and well-pleasing to Him. And it sounds kind of crazy because it puts a lot of the responsibility on us. We actually have to do something. So Christianity isn't just about feel-good messages and, and grace, um, although those things are nice. Um, the Bible isn't a self-help book, Help book, Um uh, Jesus was pretty clear. You know, he didn't say, hey, embrace yourself. Jesus actually said, deny yourself. Mm-hmm. And he said to pick up your cross and to follow me. So pleasing God should be the overall goal of our Christian life, to be living in a way that is Coram Deo, before the face, under his authority, and to the honor and glory of God. I wanted to take a sip of my coffee, but I don't oh, have any more. try <laughs> last sip will do you all right so uh let's see pleasing god should be the overall goal and if you're still struggling with this idea because you know a lot of times you're thinking you know like what i said earlier christianity is about making my life better and it totally will if you submit yourself to god your life will be better Mm -hmm. when you become a christian it's the best thing you can do and i'm not denying grace i'm not denying any of those things any of those benefits but uh let me expand a little bit further uh colossians 1 9 1, 9, and 10 says this, We've not ceased to pray for you to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you recede from us on how you ought to walk and to please God just as you are doing, that you do so even more and more. So pleasing God was the goal of Paul's ministry. Right, he said in second Corinthians five nine, so whether we're at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. First Thessalonians two four. So we speak not to please man, but to please God, who tests our hearts. Galatians one ten. For I am now seeking uh am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So pleasing God Summarized Paul's ministry, it actually summarized Jesus' life. Matthew 3 17. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is when he gets baptized in the Jordan. Mm-hmm. This is my beloved son, in what in what? In whom I'm well pleased. John 8 29. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Right? So if I'm going to live a life of self-denial and obedience and to please my father, then it's going to require. Faith. Amen. Faith. So Hebrews eleven six says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm going take a moment to pause, to wipe my mouth, to regather my thoughts, and to look at the time. Okay. I've, I'm like, I'm barely into this subject, and we're already going on like 20 minutes.
0: You want to do two-parter?
1: Uh, I don't know. Might have to. Let's see. I like it. All right. So
0: without faith, it's
1: impossible to please God. And please jump in. I know.
0: Okay. Here's the I thing. I have something to say.
1: Please, I- please. Here's the thing, though. Like, I usually have a lot of notes when I teach because normally I am not a very articulate person when I'm just talking but off the cuff. I,
0: are you fishing for a compliment? No, no,
1: no. I'm actually wanting to give you a compliment. And I've said it before. You have few notes, but you're just a very well-articulate, well-spoken person.
0: That's kind of you.
1: I need my thoughts to be organized on a page to sound articulate. Well,
0: you were actually here for this, and I might have shared about this on the podcast, but it's what I want to talk about. And if I'm stealing your thunder, say, like, ho, ho whoa, my thunder. Like, just be like, we're going to have the thunderstorm later, and then Kay. I'll come back later. No, you're fine. But while you and Pastor Zane were in leadership— We had a meeting that you were going to allow me to speak at, and we were going to do axe throwing. Do you remember that? And then it was like, Pastor Mark put the kibosh on that. Rightfully so, that we should have middle (laughs) schoolers tossing axes and have a horrible accident.
1: Accident. Oh. That's funny. That's punny. That's so punny.
0: So, you say, can can you like preach a message about like throwing axes? (laughs) Whoa. I don't know. I don't know, man. So, I came up with this one called Hitting the Mark, and it was all about being well pleasing to God. And the verse that you shared recently, I don't know the location, but we make it our aim, whether in the body or out of the body, to be well pleasing to Him. Where is that again? Uh, On the note somewhere. uh, When you find it, just shout it out. But I realized so often in our culture and especially with young people. We have the hashtag goals. They don't do that anymore, but there used to be like four quadrants, and one was the beach house. The other two was like Lamborghini. Yeah. The third was the hot wife. It's yeah. like goals. And if you're shooting for multiple different marks, you're probably going to miss all of them because you have one life to live. How are you going to do it? So make right. it your aim to be well-pleasing to him. Yeah, 2
1: Corinthians 5, nine.
0: Second Corinthians five nine. And we just talked about Hebrews eleven six, but if you go to Hebrews eleven four, it says, By faith Abel offered a greater sacrifice than Cain, and through his faith he was commended as righteous because God commended him for his offerings, and through his faith he still speaks, though he is dead. Didn't want to read that verse, but it's cool. Didn't want to talk about Abel. I'm verse five. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he did not see death wow. and he was not to be found because God took him up for before his removal, he had been commended as having pleased God. Wow. So if we look at the life of Abel and I got this from Keith Moore, he kind of painted a picture of what was going on with Enoch because Enoch lived while Adam and Eve were still around. Yeah. It's like great, great, great grandpa, but they lived for like 900 years. So he's probably spent time with Adam and Eve and heard, like, man, back in the day, the good old days, the cool of the day, we walked in the garden without clothes on. We were naked. <laughs> <laughs> but he sat there and he heard grandpa's stories and, like, those were the good old days, man. We'd walk together, we'd talk together. It was so awesome. And Keith Moore said, I bet Enoch had the heart. Why not me? Why can't I do that? Why can't I have that kind of relationship with God? So he spent time with God. And something impossible happened. He did not die. God enjoyed the time he spent with Enoch so much that he took him before he died. Impossible. So there's some things that God are going to call us to do by faith Mm -hmm. that are impossible. And my analogy was... Nothing is impossible if you stay close. Yeah. So I had like a little Dixie cup and I was across the room and said, what if I toss this ping pong ball and land it in the Dixie cup? Who who thinks I can do it? I can guarantee you I can do it. And people are like, no, you can't do it. Then I just walked right up to the Dixie cup, but I just dropped it in the cup. Like, that's cheating. You can't be that close. But I, I said, what is the standard hmm. for how close we can be to God? Right. It's not hard to hit the mark when you stay close when you live your life before the face of God. Woo! So, I just thought it really tied no, in that, well. And that what you, you generated always, your own thunder. You, you I just, you know, got some precip- participation with, with participation and uh you were uh, going on on the podcast that I had about a 10 minute spiel there. I apologize. No, you're fine.
1: So, I'm going to go back to Hebrews 11, 6. We'll read it a little bit more. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the big idea, going back to this Latin phrase, is to live quorum Deo before God. So to be well-pleasing to him, which is an impossibility without faith. Yes. Come on. So He's called you to something that's impossible on your own you got to do it with faith. So your faith was first given to you by God so that you can believe he exists, right? That's the first step. He says, those who come to God must believe that he is, right? That he exists, and then act upon that belief and then seek him out. Mm -hmm. So here's an unpopular opinion. (gasps) (laughs) Belief and faith are completely different.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: (laughs) So it's not enough to just believe in something that's kind of like the concept that we were talking about earlier mental ascent. you could say all right we' we're, we're both sitting in chairs this morning this is the really this is a really easy example but you know if I was standing up and I said hey I believe that that chair is well made it's sturdy it's got a good cushion you know the the all the legs are equal length I believe that I can hold my weight all right and if that's all I left it at you would probably say hey nice but how about you prove it how about you sit in the chair and actually prove it? So what would I have to do? I'd actually have to go sit in the chair to validate and prove my belief.
0: Have you ever heard Brother Higgin talk on natural faith and spiritual uh-uh. faith? So he said, that's natural. You can look at the chair and see all these things, and you can sit in it, and you're operating in faith. But spiritual faith will go, even if there was no chair there, if God says it, Ooh. I will sit in it. Man, that's, it. that's hardcore. That's why tithing— Dr. Wayne Pollard comes and he says, really, that's a miracle because you cannot add up the natural qualifications and go 90% will cause me to be more blessed than 100%. It's a spiritual faith, yeah. not just a natural faith. Mm, that's good. But you got to sit. If you ain't moving, you ain't faithing.
1: Right. <laughs> if you ain't moving, you ain't faithing. So uh, that's what faith is. It's the action of... That validates the belief. It's the Ooh. substance of things hoped for. And we we translate that a lot of different ways. But hope is a goal. It's a vision. Uh, it's something that's set before you. You see the face of God. You say, I believe that. Yeah. But faith is what actually validates your belief. It's the substance, the thing that you and I can see, that tells me you actually believe what you believe. So if I'm wanting to be well-pleasing to God, it's not enough to say, hey, I believe you exist. i got to prove it with my actions. So it's similar to Texas faith. I'm sorry, Can we Texans. Can say
0: Texas, Mississippi, Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> general Southern, Southern faith. General Southeastern faith.
1: <laughs> Southeastern faith. Yeah, um, it's similar to someone who's you know cracking open a beer and saying, "Yep, yep, the good man, the, the good Lord, the man upstairs," right? And it's just a, a general idea, and you know, you you might. Sing about God in a country song, but is your life really, in your actions, really validating what you believe? I can't judge all of the lower southern states, <laughs> nor do I want fine. to. And
0: if you're listening from one of those states, awesome. I love you.
1: Right? So it's not just enough to say I believe God exists. I got to prove it with my actions. I prove it. By seeking him out, I prove it with how I patterned my life. Mm-hmm. And I jumped ahead a little bit, but Hebrews 11.1, one, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So the word substance, I like that it's used here. The word substance means something that's tangible, something I can see, something I can touch. It's what validates your hope. It's what validates your belief. Faith is substance, and faith is evidence. So let's clear this up uh, before we move on. Um, I'm not saying that you're saved by your works. You know, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says that we're saved by grace, through faith. And James 2, 4 says, without works, your faith is dead. So those two things kind of almost seem like a contradiction, but it's not. So here's the big idea of this statement. I'm only made righteous by the blood of Jesus, and that's what he did. Okay? That's not what I do. Works don't cause my salvation. Works are the evidence of my salvation. So evidence to who? Well, to ourselves, to the people around us, but even more importantly, it's evidence to God. Faith isn't about God proving himself to us, it's about us proving ourselves to him, using our faith to live well-pleasing lives before him, or to live, going back to that phrase, Coram Deo. Coram Deo. So it's about Jesus It's about saying, Jesus, I believe that you're Lord and that you're Master and that you have a plan for my life, and I'm willing to obey, I'm willing to surrender to your will, and then actually doing what you just prayed. Right? And it's hard. It's hard. I'm not completely there in all aspects of my life.
0: God is so simple, but simple is not the same thing as easy.
1: Ooh. Yeah. So, without faith, it's impossible to please God. The Greek word for faith is the word pistis. Which simply means trust, right? And Pistol Pete Maravich trusted in his sweet jumper. <laughs> 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 All right, it means yeah. trust, but it also means this trustworthiness. Go ahead.
0: I think you should do a part two. Bro. All right,
1: we'll do. I'm about to. I'm about okay. to to end it. So trust and trustworthiness. It's a double sided coin. I'm going to be. If I'm going to be well pleasing to God, I need to learn to trust in Him. And I need to be building my own trustworthiness Mm. with him. We'll go into that in part two. That's the first part of the big idea, the purpose and promise of faith. Next episode, we'll talk about the promise of faith, which is all the benefits. And then we'll actually, we kind of talked about the purpose here, but we'll distinguish the two even more so in the next episode. I
0: had real fun on this podcast. Thank you.
1: Real fun. It's been real. It's been fun.
0: We still should do, even though we're going to do a part two, we should do wisdom from part All right.
1: one. do Let's do wisdom of the day. Okay. Go ahead.
0: Uh, I just like the part about pleasing and how you spurred what I had shared about Enoch and realizing to have that passionate relationship close to God, that that pleases him. Uh, and I'm going to say this, that I'm thankful that I serve someone who tells me what pleases them and defines what it is. It makes it easier to please.
1: Amen. That's a good one. Mine is that works don't cause my salvation. Works are the evidence of my salvation and your works prove to yourself, to others, and even to God that you actually believe what you say you believe. It's where the rubber meets the road. All right, go ahead and pray.
0: All right, Father God, thank you so much for today. And I thank you for what your word says, that the just shall live by faith. And I just pray a heavenly revelation to those who are listening, those who are bought by the blood, those who are washed by the blood, that they are justified. So many people live under a weight of condemnation and sin. But Father God, show them that they can live their lives today just as if they've never sinned, justified, and that empowers them to live by faith. I pray that we wouldn't just be hearers, but we'd be doers, because that's how we don't live in mental ascent. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for being faithful and imparting that faith into us. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. We look forward for you coming back. We've got an empty seat at the table, at the round table. Elijah's not sitting. Yeah, so Elijah's not sitting there. No one is except for you. Um, and if it's like fifty people,
0: um, we'll bring we'll bring more chairs. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually in a room with plenty of chairs. Yeah,
1: we are. A lot of green chairs up here, and a Colorado flag, an American flag, and the Christian. We are flag.
0: in the storage room for extra chairs for chairs for the church. So yeah. we've got plenty for you, folks.
1: <laughs> All right, catch us next time on the Sewing and Growing Podcast with J and J.